everybody, and welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. And this week, we're on, I guess, stop number three of yeah. four on my little journey through the Elephant Six with... Uh, 75%. 75%, yeah. That's a, that's a seat. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. But uh, I'm not stopping. We're not stopping until we hit 100. Not stopping. Yeah. Can't but, stop, won't stop. Yeah, but for now, for now, we're on 75. This album is... Uh, the guy, I don't know, he's a band? He, he started out, it was just him, I think. Okay. Uh, his name's Kevin Barnes. I mean, I know he has other people that play instruments with him, <laughs> but I think, like, originally it was just his brainchild. Uh, it's called Of Montreal, and the album is Cherry Peel. I believe it was his first, like, official release. Okay. I, th- I think. I'm not 100% sure. Some of the, some of the discography kind of, like, loses me in this stuff because i in case you all don't know i listen through spotify and sometimes spotify is pretty wonky and then i don't (laughs) feel like doing my research on the internet or anything so i just kind of make it we don't don't need to to do any sort of research for the show we should perhaps (laughs) but we don't no i do research i do i do i do some research but also i think there's merit in just listening and going in like that, yeah. Sure, context is is all nice and dandy, but uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta judge the music by the music, man. Yeah, I mean, ninety percent of the time when you hear something new, you're not gonna know the context anyway. That's very true. And we're we're all about discovering music that we haven't heard, so. Yeah, but uh, the problem here is that I recommended this album. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, that doesn't mean you have to know everything about it. That's true. And there's Kevin Barnes, which is already yeah. more than I knew. Yeah, and uh, I mean, really, if we're being completely honest, like, uh, of Montreal, like, while I do like his music, he's not, like, he's not in my top three of Elephant Six bands. Okay, but he is in the top three of this journey. Yes, exactly. Why this album on this journey? Is there any specific reason? This album, uh, it kind of bleeds into the next album that we're going to be listening to, which I, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm still going to wait till the <laughs> you end. Gotta, so you got to stick around boys. Yeah. The girls. guy, the kind of vocalist guitar player guy who writes lyrics for the band coming next week. I know they work together around the time that this album came out. Some of the vocal stylings, not necessarily his voice, but the way he writes lyrics and some melodies kind of remind me of the band from next week. So I feel like with Beulah being kind of the musical equivalent or me getting you ready musically for the last band, this would be like lyric wise, maybe a little bit vocal wise, getting you ready for next week. Okay, so next week theoretically is a mishmash of the two previous albums. Yes, so kind of like the music, what I feel to be a better version of the music from last week and a better version of kind of the vocals from this week. Okay, okay. And I think you mentioned last week uh, that it's it's the finale album is very close to you or you have very strong feelings about it. I have. I, I believe you compared strong. it to my love for Paramore, which 
it might that might have been too much but it might not have been i don't know only time will tell but i really 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 love the album that we're listening to next week um okay there's gonna be no pretense about it i just very much enjoy that album i can't wait to to just disappoint you when i don't love it (laughs) i can't wait to disappoint you when you don't love it (laughs) but this week we are not talking about that album yet no well gotta you gotta hang in there till the end for that one but we're talking about Cherry Peel by Of Montreal. The album art of this is uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's like a it's like a drawing of a giant cherry sitting on a, a green hillside with some like nice blue sky and some clouds, and there's a oh, plane, yeah. like a biplane, like a stunt plane kind of thing. Yeah. Flying by the with a banner that says Of Montreal Cherry Peel. Pretty simple. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of James and the Giant Peach, but yeah. it's Cherry. I also got that vibe. It's like Kevin and the Giant Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the weird off-brand James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> Maybe there's some some like reference in there that I haven't gotten yet, and <laughs> that actually is supposed to be what it is. Wouldn't that be some shit right there? That would be, but... Uh, I also did not grab any of that from from the lyrics or anything, so uh, it's going to remain a mystery. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but that's fine. They're, mysteries are fun sometimes. Yeah, you know what a really fun mystery is? Uh, the dis- disappearance of everything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's we, we're fucking we're starting off strong, man. <laughs> Track number one on this album is "Everything Disappears When You Come Around." Uh, yeah, and it's, I don't know, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, because I, all week I was just kind of <laughs> like, what what's, I, I have some inklings on how you might feel about this album. Well, it, I'm going to say this album is very uh, adventurous, I think, in my mind, so mm-hmm. how I feel about a song is not necessarily reflective of how I feel about the album. Uh, yeah, with that point. being said, this song... I think it's pretty simple musically. I mean, it's kind of following up. I felt like it was a good follow-up from the last week of Beulah and the week before that when we talked about the Apples in Stereo, where it's the music itself isn't super complex or super innovative, per se. But uh, I really like the tone of the guitar and the bass. The drums in this song specifically are, are like really mixed out, <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like hard to hear them, which is a little bit disappointing. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I like it. It's it's got some more oohs and ahs and stuff, kind of that that '60s rock feel kind of thing to it. Yeah, that is kind of a theme that's just I, I kind of goes in a lot of the music in this style, and yeah. uh, it is like extremely simple. And I mean, just a heads up for everybody who is listening to this and hasn't listened to the album. Like Jeremy said, the drums are mixed out on this track. There's a lot of tracks that just don't have drums. There's a lot of tracks where it's really mixed out. So drums are not heavy. That was another thing that whenever I was listening to the album again, like I was just like, ah, Jeremy might not like that. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind it. it it's, I'm, I don't like demand drums and everything. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that they were included, but it was kind of, kind of hard to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I th- I'm assuming the other big point of nerves in you and, and how I react to this album is the dude's voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very interesting voice. It's, it's mm-hmm. weird, but it's not weird in a bad way. I don't think yeah. 
I'm still not a hundred percent sure how I feel about it. Yeah. But uh, at least in the song, it was kind of like an intro. It, it wasn't super off-putting. So I don't know if I'm, I'm slowly being converted uh, to, to kind of accept this kind of vocal styling or not. But uh, yeah, I, I think it suits the music. He has a lot of nice melodies, which I think kind of complement it. Yeah. So even, even if I don't enjoy his voice or I don't think he has a great singing voice, he has a lot of good melodies. And some of the tracks on this album, this one included, there are snippets of melodies that for whatever reason make me think of like Jonathan Colton and <laughs> his, his melodies and stuff. Yeah. Which, uh, it isn't a, a, I guess it's a fairly niche artist to pull out. Uh, but then hey. again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into pretty niche music. So check out Jonathan Colton. He's a comedian. Yeah. He is a musician and a and comedian. A comedian. <laughs> yeah, I don't, he makes I some, like some very funny songs. I never thought to make that comparison, but it totally does work. Like this guy, Kevin. I'm just gonna call him by name, not like I know him personally. But sure. The way he writes music, it kind of feels like you might know him personally. Like he's one of those type of people. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he has a pretty, na- I guess, nasally is a word that you could use to describe it. Voice. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I didn't think to call it nasally. Not nasally in a I, bad I feel way. Like, like, I feel like there's a lot of like clearly more nasally singers that I, I don't enjoy. That's true. I just, I feel like, I don't know. Like, you, you said it best. I don't know why I'm trying to act like I'm going to add anything to your description of his voice. But it is just a unique voice. I like it. He, I like that he's not afraid to kind of... You don't hear it so much in this song, but he's not afraid to kind of go a little off key if he feels like yeah. it warrants it in the music. Which right. We will definitely touch on later. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, then I uh, guess I'll leave that for later then. But yeah. yeah. Lyric-wise, this song is... I mean, what you see is what you get with the title. Like, it's really straightforward. He... Like, I don't know. This is something that I like and kind of what I was talking about with the lyrical content as to why I... Uh, suggested this album. It's like he starts with a simple kind of premise. Everything disappears when you come around. Uh, like it's just typical way of saying like, "Oh, you're the only thing I see." Whenever you come around, I don't think about anything else. But he describes it in such a way that he's talking <laughs> about his ears disappearing. Everything else vanishes. Everything evaporates. And then they're talking about the disappearances of things on the news that night. Yeah. He's like he takes it literally. And that's just like most are shocked. Some don't care. Like talking about <laughs> it's just typical newsworthy stuff. But. Yeah. He uses some very like weird metaphors. He, he takes that like all I see is you kind of a thing and runs with it. So extreme. They're like at, at some point he mentions that birds are losing their heads. <laughs> yep. They're just like fucking flying around without heads, I guess. But it makes me wonder if he was just trying to be abstract in how he feels in a loving way about mm-hmm. someone, which it was kind of the first impression, or if he's actually insulting this person, kind of saying that like, this person's a black hole and, yeah. and they kind of like suck in and ruin a lot of my life, probably a love song, but th- th- there's an alternate context because like all of the weird comparisons he's making just kind of made me think, well, maybe, maybe she's just, she or he is just ruining uh, this man's life. And he's yeah. like, I, like my whole world's falling apart because of you. I think you're onto something because of how he 
approaches topics in other songs on this album that I'll kind of get to. There, there seems to be a pretty clear, most things have two meanings or like there's a dichotomy right. in, in later songs. So I think you're onto something there. I didn't quite pick up on it. I don't know how I didn't because the a few of the last lines are, everything else disappears, my eyes disappear, the sunlight swims away when you come around and yeah. even, even darkness won't stay. Like, it seems like that completely makes sense. I like where you're going. Cool. Well, if, if you didn't like where I was going, I wasn't going to cry about it. Well, if you did, you'd be a little baby. <laughs> I don't know. Baby. <laughs> I don't know. Track number two, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> baby. Baby. See, I like, okay. I like his voice in this song more than I like it in the first one. It's, I don't know. This song gives me, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. I have stuff <laughs> written down, but I just keep thinking about it. Like it's playing in my head, but I get a Beach Boys vibe to it. I know we say that a lot, but yeah, it's got I mean, this. This whole journey has been like very like Beach Boys and like Brit Rock kind of kind of blended yeah. together. It's very yeah. heavily inspired by them. Definitely, and I don't know this. He doesn't. I don't know. You're gonna hear me say a lot of there's not a lot going on musically. Like it's yeah. <laughs> kind of simple, kind of just, but I mean, there's a cool guitar line in the background of the chorus. And there's one part I can't exactly remember if it's in the chorus or right before the chorus, but the way that he sings, he kind of doesn't really keep to a rhythm at a cer- right. at certain points, but I just like the offbeatness of his voice. I guess. Yeah, and I think that gets exasperated a little bit towards the end of the album, where it's a lot more common for him to have very like arrhythmic uh, rhythms, if yeah. that makes sense. Just yeah. abstract, kind of off the beat, just kind of talking or or singing in a way that many would probably consider <laughs> not good. <laughs> but I'm 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 into it honestly. Like, well, that's good. That's good. I, I think it works. There, there's again some more humming in this mm-hmm. one. I feel like his vocals in this track specifically were a bit more washed out, given kind yeah. of like a, a lo-fi vibe. But uh, lyrically, I, I think at, at this point I was like, you know, maybe I was right about the last track kind of having the the love and also maybe hate relationship thing, where this one seems to be about him being in love with someone who doesn't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And he knows that it's not going to work out, but he still kind of has these feelings. I like this song because, I mean, I'm going to say it once again, like this is kind of the lyrical stuff that I like this album for. I haven't, I'll be completely honest. I haven't listened to much of his other stuff mm-hmm. because as kind of like the apples in stereo, as he progressed, he move towards a sound that I'm sure is what he wanted. I'm sure that's what he envisioned. It's just, it kind of gets more produced and more, I I hate to say it, but kind of more well thought out almost. (laughs) Yeah. Not to say that this isn't well thought out, but like you can tell there's a lot more going into his later albums than this one. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I was going to kind of comment on this later in the album. There's one song specifically that I felt this way, but uh, since you're bringing it up, I feel like a lot of that, that a rhythmic kind of uh, chasing. Whoa, my computer just went to sleep. Give me one second. 
Okay. Anyways, <laughs> a lot of the like uh, offbeat kind of singing and and the way he forms his lyrics, it sounds like it's almost like improvised or freestyled. Yeah. But like, there, there's in a lot of tracks, there's still like a decent amount of production on it. So I'm sure he had a couple takes on it. But a lot of it kind of just feels like he's just kind of flowing. Yeah. And like I, I personally like this more than the more produced stuff there's like even apples and stereo as near and dear as that new magnetic wonder album is to my heart i tend to i guess like a lot of the earlier stuff Mm -hmm. more for i mean for different reasons it's it's like to me it's like comparing apples and oranges but (laughs) (laughs) or or apples and cherry peels or or cherry peels and grape skins grape skins (laughs) (laughs) but Anyway, I'm I'm getting way too off off track about this lyrically. I, what I was gonna say is that I really like the lyrical, like what he does here, where he takes. I think it's kind of a mature take on infatuation, like you said, like the love hate kind of theme from the last song. He's talking about being just infatuated with somebody. Like he, it sounds like he has a crush on somebody. Like. He's yeah. talking about channeling all of his loving energy to, and he's glad to have this person. And he knows the feelings aren't going to be returned. And just the line, and in time, I won't think about you this way. But, right. like, it's just such a nice... I mean, it's like if you had a high school crush in your late 20s where you're like, I've been through this before. I know what's going to happen. I f- feel a, a bunch of types of ways right now, but I know it's probably not going to last forever but i'll just i'm i enjoy the feeling now but i know you don't like me like that so i mean whatever it'll eventually go away yeah in the, in the song the, the line that stood out to me he says minutes can make memories that last a lifetime i distort my minutes of beauty into something that they're not which kind of alludes to something that uh, i believe comes up a couple times later in the album where he's trying to make something work in his mind that he knows mm-hmm. isn't actually going to work he's kind of like convincing himself or lying to himself about what's actually going on. But at the same time, he knows what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, he even like, I like that too. Cause that's, I don't know. That's the nice thought about thought that I like to hear in music. I mean, he even says something about it earlier in this song. Uh, There's no way that you're the person I imagine you to be like realizing right. that you're building up these things these not real things in your mind. Like you're building up expectations for a person or an idea of a person. And it's like, there's no way you're actually that person, but that's, that's who you are in my mind. Or that's how this time is in my mind. That's how these memories are going to be. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't stop his memories. I can't stop your memories. (laughs) Track number three. (laughs) I can't stop your memory. Oh man. Three in the bag. Got him. These, these track titles are a whole lot easier to segue into than last week's. Well, it's, I feel like there, a lot of them are just like, they're easily titled songs. Yeah, they're simple, simple thoughts. Yeah, and it's it's good. It's way better than, what was it, uh, Emma Blowgun's last name. <laughs> <laughs> right, which admittedly, I still feel like that was one of the simpler song, song titles on that it, album. It was, yeah. but it, tri- it tripped me up, man. I've never met a lady <laughs> named Emma Blowgun. That's true. But uh, I can't stop your memory. 
uh, it's again musically like you said a lot of this we're, we're just going to be like uh, there's not a whole lot going on it's pretty simple yeah. it's not simple in a bad way and i think i said the same thing about the apples and stereo or, or yeah. at, at the beulah thing where there's it's good it's not like they're they're making bad music it just there's not a lot of like standout stuff on it. yeah simply. although this song it like I don't know. There's a tempo change kind of. It starts <laughs> off in yeah. like a halftime feel, and then it goes to like a weird circus yeah. shanty type it's thing, carnivaly. Yeah, and I mean it. It's not like a long thing. It doesn't happen for a long time, but it's just yeah. Little, they're just like little bridge sections to kind of yeah. connect other pieces. Like, kind yeah, of I, like I, other I albums in this. Indeed. Are are you alluding to something? Is, <laughs> is the next album all just br- bridge sections? Yeah, it's all bridge, no <laughs> vocals. There's only ten seconds of anything at a time. It's oh, just man. crazy. It's it's that fucking hell album. All oh over my again. god! <laughs> Zach Hill makes an appearance. <laughs> uh, lyrically, uh, this this one I can't stop your memory is a song about heartbreak. It mm-hmm. seems. Yeah, he's kind of like reflecting on memories of someone when he's like all alone at night, and he 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 uses a lot of like demonic imagery and stuff. So I, I think it's to kind of express that he feels like he's literally in hell. Yeah, he, he doesn't really blame his partner, and he kind of saw this was coming as we kind of talked about in the last track. But it still kind of sinks in that he's alone now, and it, it kind of hurts him. Yeah, definitely. He's and I mean it's it's just nice to hear how relatable kind of this stuff is. I don't know. There's something to me, like this song was written, it was released 23 years ago, probably written like 25 or something, but like devils were laughing so loud. I couldn't hear the radio. Like whenever your head just won't shut up about something to where you can't take in outward stimulus. And it's just, I don't know. It's pretty relatable. Like, especially I, I would imagine, I don't know this guy. But, uh, you know, back in the 90s, I would assume a pastime of his was just, you know, listening to the radio. So it, mm-hmm. it's kind of that, like, depression layer of, like, not even being able to enjoy the things that you normally enjoy. Yeah. Because there's yeah. just so much going on in your mind. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, just like the title says, I can't stop your memory. And that's just something that usually whenever stuff sucks, you can kind of just stop doing it but you can't stop yourself from remembering something you can't stop yourself from thinking about things really it's i mean i guess you can but it doesn't doesn't (laughs) usually work that way i don't know i can't i can't most of the time you just need a lot of alcohol or other substances yeah there you go just black (laughs) out and then then even if you do think about it you won't remember it that's exactly pro tip for the day joey's encouraging alcoholism oh my god please don't 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 promote alcoholism because you know these people these people out there listening they they need us i i love them they are loved by us yeah and when you're loved like you are we don't want you to be alcoholics exactly Track number four, still killing it <laughs> when you're loved like you are. This is going to be a, the, the best album for us to segue through. I think. Are we're we going to do one every single track. Are we going to do? Okay. Yep. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. We got to keep doing it. This one, uh, it sounds almost like it was recorded in like one take and it was all yep. like live and there was no like mixing or mastering applied to it, <laughs> which is, is, is fun. That's not an insult. Yeah, but uh, it, it just sounds like some people like playing together in a room and, and getting it recorded, which I, th- I thought was interesting. 
Yeah. And I I was going to say this at a later song, but this one, I think, with you bringing that up is a good kind of other segue into what I was going to say. But uh, I don't know how much bedroom pop you listen to. Like, it's that's yeah. a genre that people listen to, that I listen to, even. And I guess Nana Grizzle can even be classified as that somewhat. So I, I tend to like it. But yeah. I feel like this guy was kind of... I don't know stuff about history of genres, but I feel like he, <laughs> he kind of pioneered it. Yeah. Like he, he's one of the early adopters of it. Cause there's so many songs like this one. And it's just a simple song. Just he, it sounded like he just recorded it in a room, his yeah. bedroom, maybe like, and just made a nice song about telling somebody named Larry that they're, Larry. they're loved. And <laughs> when you're loved, like you are, you got to remember it and it can help you through some times. Yeah. I mean, it's it, the whole song. He's just talking about how Larry is loved. And it makes me think that Larry was a, a dear friend of his in the band, perhaps. And he was going through a rough patch and, and was kind of, kind of, kind of needed some support. And the band's like, you know what? We got you, Larry. Like, hell yeah. Whatever you're thinking about doing, we love you. We support you. We're here for you. And I like his, I don't know, his thing, I guess, theme of using people's names that he's singing about. He does yeah. this in other songs too. So it, it just makes it feel more personal. Like I talked about earlier, he's the kind of guy that you listen to his songs and you feel like you know him personally. Or There's just certain things that he sings about that you're like, this is really like intense. Yeah, or- it's based on a real person and it's not it's not him... Whereas a lot of pop music, when they write a love song, they specifically don't say a name because they want it to relate to more people. That's yeah. not what this is about. This is about telling an experience that he had with people that he knows. I mean, granted, he could have also changed their names, but still, it's it's referring to a specific person. Yeah. And it, it adds that level of like intimacy that you were talking about. Yeah. Judging by one of the names on a later song, I kind of feel like these are just people's names. Like, there's a name on a later song that I feel like you can't make up. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, Maybe. it's it's fine. It's, it's I don't know. Larry, if you're out there, know that we love you, too, because the song is cool, and I like it. At least I love you. I guess I can't speak for Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know you, Larry, but I'm, I'm a generally loving person, I think. So uh, I, I'll support you in all of your endeavors as long as you're not a total asshole. Yeah, there we go. And I mean, if you're friends, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I am not a super positive person. Me either, man. But like, I feel like this music, Kevin Barnes writes some pretty positive music at times. Like some of his songs are just genuinely nice songs. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I kind of, I'm going to go ahead and like, get out my inner edgelord like <laughs> there's there's time there were times in my life where i prided myself on not liking happy music like yeah. it's, it's not like i went out of my way to hate it but i kind of just was like this is my identity i don't like happy music and still to this day i don't really care right. to happy music but it's not like a thing that i go around bragging about but i mean i still don't yeah care too much for happy music but then I hear songs like this where I'm like, this is just a nice little song. It's, it's wholesome. It's yeah. sweet. 
and it's it's it makes you feel good a little. And it makes me think that maybe it's not that I don't like happy music; it's that I don't like fake happy music. Yeah, I like <laughs> genuine. I like to hear that somebody's like happy. I guess, and that's doesn't get conveyed a lot in poppy happy music, like the happy music that people make for the radio. Like, I'm just gonna use this song as an example, but like happy oh. by for real. Okay. I'm I'm okay with that. I thought you were yeah. about to start a start a flame war here. I'm on board <laughs> with you. I'm not a fan of that song. No, or I Pharrell was... in general, but yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that Pharrell did that I quite enjoy. Oh, but sure. in general, if I'm just gonna paint with a broad brush, yeah, I'm with you. I yeah, don't happy should... happy is a garbage song and you should feel bad about it. <laughs> you should not feel happy. Don't at me. Or at me actually. Hey, plug, yeah. we're on Twitter, guys. Yeah. If you want to at FBL podcast, I think I, don't, yeah. I should know that, but I don't. I think you it's should. at FBL podcast. You totally should, and I also at me should. And <laughs> yeah. we'll fight about Pharrell. Yeah, and I mean, if you're gonna start coming at me with all these questions, don't even ask me to explain. Like, don't even I ask c- him to explain what he's what he's thinking about. Yeah. Don't ask me to explain. Just like track number five, man. Just don't. Don't ask me to explain. That's that's what this track's called. Yeah, it, it goes back to a more kind of polished or produced uh, sound, whereas the last one was that kind of bedroom pop that you were mm-hmm. talking about. This one has a bit more mastering or mixing on it. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, this I think this is the first, it's probably not the first, this is the first time I noted on this album where he specifically sings certain segments in falsetto. Yeah. It's that falsetto, which is kind of a staple of his, I think, throughout this album. Mm-hmm. And when it when he does it, it always stands out to me. And it's not in a bad way. Like, I, I don't know. It's again, I'm his voice isn't good. He's not a great singer, but the way he sings complements the music. And you can tell that he's singing from a real place, which makes it good. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I guess that just goes along with the purity of it all. Right. Like the, the realness, the rawness is that he wanted to make music so bad that he just took what he had, his voice, his ability to play some instruments, and figured out a way to make music that complemented his voice and sang in a way that complemented the music that he made, and it just worked, and it's nice. Yeah. And this one, again, seems to be kind of an uncertain love song kind of thing. It's kind of a theme on this album. Uh, it, it seems like he wants to take things further, but is afraid to say something to the person, and the person that he wants to be with is also kind of not really saying a whole lot of what they're feeling, so it's probably yeah. not going to work out in the long run, but he still kind of wants it to happen. Yeah, definitely. People hiding their feelings seems to be a pretty big theme on a few of the album, or a few of the songs on this yeah. album, but uh, I don't know, the chorus is just like, it's kind of crazy, because he like I said, there's kind of a dichotomy in different songs because the uh, the chorus is just talking about how he'd like to marry all of his close friends so they can live in a big house together and just they're all going to be together in there. But then just the verses are like, the first verse is like, how will I ever love know you enough to love you if you're hiding who you are just like right it's very specific yeah and then it just goes into i just want to get married with all my friends (laughs) and live in a big house but it's like don't hide your personality because then how am i ever going to know if i can really be this real with you like i gotta i gotta watch your eyes to 
and he talks about keeping who are you hiding from or who are you hiding you from across the table with a penny in each eye and there's something later that makes me think that he's talking specifically like they're hiding his their eyes because i know pennies on the eyes is like a thing relating literally never heard that before but it's something like whenever somebody dies you're supposed to put like a coin on their eyes Uh. or something it's like an old thing but i think he's talking specifically about hiding their eyes because it just because of reasons in later songs but yeah because you you can't hide your lion eyes yeah definitely (laughs) there we go that's that's it that's probably yeah, where you I mean, I mean eyes, eyes are the windows to the soul, right? Yeah. Or, or so it is said. And a lot of times, you you can try to read somebody based on on their eyes. Their eyes give away more than the words that they're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I don't know. It's I like that theme because that's just a thing that it seems like. I don't. I'm not a social person. But yeah, I, me either. I guess. <laughs> There's so whenever I enter a social situation, I feel like I tend to be like hyper sensitive to things like that. Like, or at least I used to be. I don't really anymore. But when I was like in school, I I feel like my my social anxiety kind of showed itself in the way that like I would be really paying attention to like not what people were saying, but like how they said it, body language and and tone and stuff. Yeah point where I would get stuff like misconstrued because I really wasn't paying attention to what they were saying. I was paying attention to how they said it. And so I can, I can just see where he's coming from here. Yeah. And I think that's a very like specific theme that comes up later in, in the other song that, that we're referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so maybe we can talk about that more when we get there. Yeah. There but, we go. Uh, until then, I, I don't have one for this, but oh, come on. I, I bro- okay. Okay. We'll try. We'll try. So in, in this song, uh, don't ask me to explain. He says he wants to get married to all his friends. And he, he wonders who will be watching his body when he sleeps. Because, you know, when he's sleeping, he's dreaming. And when he's dreaming, he's dreaming of dancing with you. Yeah. And, of course, somebody's got to be watching him to make sure he doesn't dance his way out of bed. That's so true. That can, I mean, I don't think he's physically dancing while he's sleeping. He's I just, don't know. In, some... in, in dreams, he dances with someone. <laughs> Track number six, <laughs> In Dreams, I Dance With You. You set an unattainable goal, Jeremy. I did. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm eating my fucking words. <laughs> this one actually has some interesting uh, instrumentation on it. There, there's some, like, sitar. Yeah. Uh, it also has some some interesting, like, I guess it was a synthesizer. Some 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 tones, some beeps. Going yeah. In there. Um, Coming in behind it. Yeah. And, and there's acoustic guitar. Towards the end of the track, there's, like, some water drum stuff going on. Which yeah, the I'm, end, I'm a fan of. The end feels a little bit like a shanty almost, but like in the in the time signature type thing, not necessarily in the music. Like, yeah, and I actually little... really enjoy the the melody at that part too. Just the whole ending <laughs> of the song, I just I thought was it's it's a great way to end the song where he's like, he says, "Though our bodies are made out of wood." It's yeah, a melody because, I like it because they're dancing, but they're also made out of wood. This song is just a trip, and it's kind of. <laughs> I think it's kind of bittersweet because what I can get from it, this is the song with the specific person's name. The name is Orenda. And yeah. What that, an Orenda's name. <laughs> well, I think this person <laughs> might have passed away, Jeremy. So Hey, that's an Orenda's fate for this person. <laughs> that really is, because it seems like this person was just a decent decent type of person. But uh 
I don't know. The song is just kind of reminiscing about being able to, to me, I guess I should preface it with that. To me, this song seems about reminiscing on people you have lost in dreams, being able to do whatever, experience whatever you want to in a dream with the person. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, Arenda was like a very like gentle and uplifting and kind of fluffy person. And he talks, he kind of like contrasts that and saying like, you, you're, you're so light hearted and, and fun in this world that is just chaos and hell. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of misses this person and, and tries to, through his dreams or whatever, tries to kind of keep their memory alive and just yeah. keep thinking about them. Uh, I don't know how soon this person had died for when he wrote the song, but uh, it, it seems like he's trying to keep that memory alive. Yeah. And, I mean, he paints a pretty vivid picture of, yeah, like you said, just a hellscape, but there's this one soft, pillowy, a snowflake (laughs) that falls while comets hit the earth, destroying buildings and trees. But you're so light in the air that you don't disrupt a thing. And talking about dancing in the kitchen while murderers and rapists around the house, but they don't care because their house is made of feathers. (laughs) Like Like that's going to deter them. (laughs) No, but it does, because they wouldn't dare. They, they would, wouldn't they, dare. They wouldn't dare. It's very good imagery. I, I like the imagery and the, and the contrast of it. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like talking too much about the lyrics, but it, maybe that's I the mean, point that's, of this album. Yeah, that's, that's, that's more of my focus, too. So I think we're, as, as long as we're talking about something, you know, as long as people have something to listen to, we can just keep yeah. it going. Yeah, and we won't put anybody to sleep. That's for sure. <laughs> Especially def- not if they're in their car, which happens to be a beetle. Bug. Bug. <laughs> Sleeping in the beetle bug. Track Begin- number seven. Man, this is... I don't know. This I'm going to just start with the lyrics because, you know, that's what I'm doing tonight, I guess. Yeah, I'm just gonna, go for it. I'm just going to go with it. I First off, the title is just... It's pretty specific, and I feel like he does a good job of this. like Because he is very specific. But yeah. he paints such a good picture that even if you didn't have that memory or that feeling, you can like you can feel it. Because I never owned or slept in a beetle ever in my life, and I don't think I've ever ridden in one of them. But I like the thought of it. <laughs> I can understand his nervousness and his trepidation as he's in one of them. Something is causing him to feel like his heart. He says his heart feels like it's filled with a hundred pounds of air. So, I don't know, that just kind of makes me think that maybe him and some sort of love interest or a very good friend or somebody is in that car with them and they're maybe having a very nervous conversation or they're, I don't know, feeling a certain way about each other for the first time or something yeah. like that. I, I think I kind of went in a different direction with this one in that there are a lot of weird metaphors in this track and (laughs) it it was kind of hard to piece together, but it kind of seemed like it was a love song. Like you're saying, like he he's what I got out of it was that he's sleeping in his car and he's dreaming about somebody he loves to be around. And I think that's why the metaphors are weird is because dreams are fucking weird sometimes. And it's just a lot of shit happening in his mind. But the one thing that he can focus on in all of that is that he just likes to be around someone. That would make sense. Given all the weird metaphors, in the last song that was definitely about dreaming. <laughs> so that probably makes that makes some good sense considering I can't make there's so many things that I can't make sense of in the song. I just had to go with the feeling. Right. It's, it's just like I don't know. 
talking about in each of your eyes, I saw it spring where every mouth wakes up to smile and you're like, what are yeah. you growing? Are you growing mouths? Like, are you, I mean, I know there's a later song that kind of gives some sort of sense to that line, uh-huh. but you, you wouldn't know it the first time you listen to this song, you'd yeah. be like, what, what does that mean? Like a penguin dropping <laughs> cherries from my mouth, tapping the walnuts into shadows. Like what? Yeah. What that is, makes literally no <laughs> sense. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man, but to Tim, <laughs> I'm going to call you Tim, okay. just, just just for the purpose of this demonstration. Tim, sometimes I wish you were born a girl. Why is that Why is that not Tim? I don't know. <laughs> not, I'm not Tim. Not. Call me Clevin. Clevin. Clevin Barnes. Clevin? Like Clevin or like Clevin with the L? Track eight. Tim, I wish you were born a girl. <laughs> Man, I feel bad because this song's like, it's kind of intense. Like, at least what I picked up on. Just, he doesn't write it in an intense way, but the subject matter seems to talk. I don't know. Tim, I wish you were born a girl. It's exactly what the title says. He's talking <laughs> yeah. to a guy named Tim. I'm guessing it's him, but I don't know. The protagonist of this song is talking to a guy named Tim and he's talking about how he loves Tim and how it's everything about Tim is great. He's never met a girl that he loves more than Tim to the point that he wishes Tim was a girl because, and this is, I don't know, this is what I picked thought. And I think this is just what it is. I don't know why I'm saying this is what I thought because <laughs> it's probably what the song is about, but he has like internalized that two guys can't love each other that way. Right. And he's just, he's like, ah, oh, I wish I would have met you sooner. And like, there's a line, like, I wish I would have met you before the, the years of, or in school or in work before the years of confusion, the years of losing confusion and insecurity. It makes me think he's just throughout his life has just been struggling. Beaten. Yeah. Like struggling. He's, feeling insecure about himself obviously he said that but he's (laughs) just learned all this i don't necessarily want to say like homophobia but i guess it is right it's just kind of like especially back in the 90s like the being gay today is still not a super well received granted it's it's come a long way i think in like the last 10 years but it's still like it's, it's considered weird, right? Yeah. Or, or not normal, at least around here. Yeah. Where where if you find out someone's gay, like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And instead of just, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it, it just seems like he's kind of struggling with those urges or has been struggling with them. And he, he's kind of like, well, you know, if you were a girl, we could be perfect. I would, I would cook you dinner. I would do all these things for you. And I, I would love that. But it's a shame. Can't. You're a guy. I'm a guy. Yeah. We're just destined to not not be there this song uh not to to demean the lyrics or anything going back to the music for this one is one of the songs that i kind of refer to that has a a really offbeat vocal pattern yeah kind of a thing where he just kind of like he's just kind of spewing lyrics and kind of uh stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. kind of a deal where he's just kind of talking about the things he likes and not really caring about where it falls on the beat for the most part uh it also showcases his voice more because this is kind of like an acoustic and simple track for the most part. Uh, I know there's a solo kind of at the end, but uh, it, I feel like this song specifically was the first time where I could get a good read on his vocals and actually notice, okay, he has a lisp a little bit and he, yeah. it, it kind of like 
let me analyze his voice in a more specific way that hasn't happened on the album thus far. Uh, I yeah. kind of like it though. Like as, especially at this point in, I think this track was kind of a turning point in my mind for like, okay, I think I'm actually like enjoying this a bit more than I thought I would. Well, that's nice because I like this song. This is, I mean, not necessarily for the music. Like I do like the music, but this is just one of my more liked songs on this album. I'm going to go ahead and I don't know if I already said this cause I can't, I don't pay attention to what I'm talking about most of the time, <laughs> but if I didn't already say this, like, He's not in my top musicians out of this whole list, but I just right. really do. I don't. This album specifically, I just like kind of the subject matter of some of it, the way he sings, the way he talks about some stuff. And I mean, just it's got that nice, simple music vibe that I like. But Yeah, and, and the point of us talking about this album wasn't necessarily because you love this album. It's because it's a step in this yeah. journey. So it's, it's getting us to where we, we want to be. One thing, not to just completely, I don't know. One thing that I did like, or that I read about this song, and it was a perspective from somebody else that I found online kind of clued me into something. And I don't know the person online, so I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know if they're coming from the same point of view that I'm coming from as a person who has literally no idea about <laughs> any about living and being anything but a straight dude like yeah. I, that's all i've ever known so i can't like i try to sympathize as best i can i try to empathize i don't try to sympathize i try to empathize as best as i can and just i don't know so sometimes whenever i'm talking about stuff like this i'm like i don't really know i'm just talking from and to make it even worse, like you said, we're from Indiana last episode. Like, we're right. just, like, there's not a lot of diversity here at absolutely, all. Absolutely. So, like, especially I'm, not where, uh, like, in our, like, area yeah, specifically. Yeah. There's so, not a whole lot. It's just like, I have to live vicariously through songs like this to understand kind of maybe some pain that people go through. And that's right. something that I do like about, I mean, I don't know, this song is, it gets heavy, but, like, there's other, he sings it in a light way, so it's not like this song is, like, a crushing weight, but there's other, <laughs> right. there's other songs that I do tend to gravitate towards talking about the same subject matter for that reason, that whenever I want to listen to a song that's like, holy shit, these, like, certain people have to go through a lot to just to exist, I guess, right. and even, even then they don't get left alone, they're just, they still have to, whatever, but... I don't know. Back to my main point. Somebody online said that it could, this whole thing could be like, he understands that two men can love each other in that way, but he, because at the end he just says, it's not the same because you're a man and so am I, which if two guys were together, like we were talking about, people think that's weird in a decent amount of places. So even if they did get together as a man and a man, trying to be in a relationship it's not going to be like a woman and a man because everybody's going to treat them differently like, yeah it's it's not going to be accepted the same way yeah man that was a really long-winded way of me to just <laughs> say like something that took 30 seconds but yeah here we go that's i mean i could have driven all the way to montreal by now like <laughs> <laughs> i mean i might have why why would we go to montreal though there's nothing good there well uh i'll give you a little fun fact about kevin barnes Apparently, what he said is he named the band of Montreal because 
he was just thinking about a woman that broke up with him, and she was of Montreal. So she that's why he did it. Well, that makes sense. Track number nine is Montreal. And that too. it is about a breakup. So uh, this, this one specifically, though, before we're talking about the lyrics, uh, this one, I don't know why. I got this vibe from this track musically that it sounded like uh, something that you would hear at like a free concert at like a fair. <laughs> just kind of like kind of like some, some like nobody's playing up on the stage and people are just kind of like walking past like, yeah, OK. Yeah. Kind of the thing. No, it's, it's, it's that vibe for some reason. I get that, and it's, I think, because the music kind of, like, ebbs and flows with the way he's singing, yeah. and it's, like, it picks up in some spots, and it kind of goes down in some spots, and there's really no kind of rhyme or reason to it, other than it kind of just goes along with how he's singing it. Right. But it's kind of like the song comes in and out, so I can totally just, I don't know, it doesn't sound properly mixed whatever like i like the feel of it because this is kind of a sad song yeah. but it I, I really like the dude's falsetto again in the song specifically yeah. he, he fucking nails the falsetto well i say nails it like he's hitting notes properly or anything he's not necessarily yeah. but like i don't know it, it feels it works good. Yeah. yeah definitely and uh i don't know it's just a nice little kind of it's probably the saddest that this album gets i guess and it's really not like super sad or anything it's just a nice little talk about the breakup in montreal i just mainly like i was trying to figure out a way to bring this up but i just really like the last lines of (laughs) i may be here now but i've never left montreal kind of like talking about how there's always going to be a part of him that's left there no matter where he's is at in the world yeah it's it's kind of like it's it's haunting him yeah, I, I don't know. You, you can kind of feel it. Like I said, this is kind of one of the, the sadder songs on the album or, or the more real dark. I don't need to say dark, but but yeah, just kind of like down downer songs. Yeah, uh, I also really enjoy the song. This is one of my one of my two favorite tracks on the album. Just oh, shit. I don't know. It's good. And yeah. it, like towards the end of this album, the drums come in finally. And it just yeah. kind of like lets it end in a punch, which is kind of fun. There we go. There we go. That's a nice little. Nice little drum for you. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of drums, but <laughs> when they come in, boy, do I notice. <laughs> I just can't stop this feeling that, you know, maybe there, yeah. maybe there could have been more. Yeah, and, you know, no, I was, okay, I'm just going to leave it at what you said. I was going to try to, <laughs> it's this don't, feeling. Don't try to, yeah, don't try to tie in the rest of it. It's, fine. It, it's this feeling, and then in parentheses, Derek's theme. Yeah, it's so, Derek's theme, Derek's which is theme. titled This Feeling. Yeah. This song, I like. I like the music. I mean, it's more of the same, I guess, mm-hmm. typical indie pop. But it sounds kind of like they're playing it in the next room. And I, I just, it it's nice. It it leans into the whole bedroom pop thing. Like, I feel like I'm at a house party and there's just, like, some people in another room playing some music. Yeah, there's, like, uh, before the vocals come in in this track, there it sounds like there's, like, a conversation going on that was recorded. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's kind of mixed down and you can't really, or I couldn't really make out what was being said. I can't either. So, you know, well, you're we're, useless we're, then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like the singer has has patched things up with his past love of some sort in this track, and they're going to try to make it work again. And he's not really sure how it's going to work out or if it's going to work out, but he wants to find out, kind of a thing. Yeah, at least that's what I got out of it. Definitely, like I feel like 
along the same lines, kind of, he's excited to see somebody he hasn't seen in a long time, or he's the anticipation of them meeting up, but then there's also the doubt of, like, What if we don't like each other? Yeah, what if we don't like each other? What if it... What if it turns out bad? I mean, we're going to be living together. What if we spend too much time together? Like, just right. all the it's questions. Very real things to worry about. But. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a question I constantly have. <laughs> and I've been living with uh, the person that I'm living with. What? What? I was. <laughs> your your I, girlfriend? I was trying to be non gender specific. And then I was like, your, wait a your, second. Your, my, your partner? My, my, my partner. There we go. That's probably a the word that I was looking for and just didn't say for some reason, (laughs) but for like six years and I'm still like, man, what if we're, what if (laughs) if someday I get tired of this? (laughs) What if someday she gets tired of me? I'm annoying. (laughs) That that day is long past Joey. She's way, way past that point. Already annoyed with me. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, I was watching your eyes and I couldn't help but notice. But I, I wasn't watching your eyes. We don't have a webcam going or anything. We, that's what we need to do next. That needs to be our next step. Webcams. I mean, Maybe, I have actually, one. you have one. I actually, I, as I was saying that, I was like, "Is does that need to be our next step?" Because yeah, I don't know. That's uh, probably... The next step is we need to get back to doing this shit in person. Yeah, there but we go. That's not going to happen for a while. Uh, until then, I was watching your eyes. It's track yeah. number eleven. And this song, I mean, it's. To me, it comes across as like a little more punchy, mm-hmm. but that's, I don't know, it's more of the kind of the indie lo-fi, I, right. I get the Beach Boys vibes, like there's not a ton going on musically, and even, I don't know, for me, even lyrically, it doesn't have a huge amount to talk about, I guess, but it's, for me, it seems like, oh, wait, this is the song that I was, we are going to talk about with the eyes. Yeah. Because he, wa- he was watching your eyes. That's, okay. <laughs> I was like, I feel like there was There's something, something going on here. <laughs> There's something, something's happening. Sorry, everybody, I'm going to make a disclaimer. I uh, moved a lot of really heavy things today. <laughs> so. he, got, he got himself a new place and he, he got out of his old place. So and, he's kind of, he's kind of drained. Yeah. The whole time I was watching everybody's eyes to see whenever they said I could just stop and go home. <laughs> but yeah, lyrically it's, it's, I mean, kind of like what we touched on earlier. I agree. It's, it's not necessarily new content for this album, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It seems like it's a bit of a bummer and he feels like he's, he wants to find someone that makes him feel that kind of childish, giddy happiness of falling in love, but nobody is making him feel that way. Yeah. He's trying. I got out of this, maybe not what was intended, but it, it felt like he was trying so hard to find it that he's he's reading people's eyes and kind of like what you were saying that you used to do, maybe looking too far into how somebody says something or, yeah. or what their body language is to, to kind of draw conclusions that you want to draw from it because they're not saying what he wants to hear. So maybe he can kind of find find something else that they're doing to make him feel that way. Yes, that's that's perfect. That's what I should have said. But instead, I was just being a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, you know, springtime is the season to be a fucking idiot. <laughs> and not just springtime for me. Spring, just, summer, just... winter, or fall. <laughs> <laughs> All of the seasons are the best seasons to do that such. Springtime is nice, though. Springtime is the season. I fucking love this track. 
Do you? Oh I my think, god! I think this is my favorite track on this album, honestly. <laughs> because it's, it's, uh, it's got some like really cheesy old jazz organ yep. and like a drum machine kind of click going on, and his his vocals on this are so not good. But I love it, and I I don't know if it's it's because you've corrupted me, but there's there's something about it. I just love this track, and, really? and this one specifically is kind of what I mentioned earlier, where it feels like he's just kind of freestyling. Like he yep. heard the music track, he had a bunch of lyrics written down, and he's just kind of fucking going with it uh, oh because he he's just so like so off on everything, and I love it. Yeah, it's. I totally get, like, it just seems like all one take, like you were saying yeah. earlier, like, kind of just stream of consciousness. And, I mean, I think, I think he's talking about getting out of, like, a dark place, and springtime is kind of what does that. Yeah, or, it's a time of rebirth. Yeah, it's the rebirth, like, the bears are waking up from hibernation and all this whatnot i'm trying to tie in some he's got some good metaphors that i'm yeah no so i i really like the song lyrically as well which is why i think it's my favorite is that like the first three verses it's four there are four verses in the song the Mm -hmm. first three he's comparing how different seasons mean different things to different creatures so Mm -hmm. like when when summer comes around it means something to to one animal but something else to another animal kind of a thing which in itself makes me think that he's using it as a metaphor for how different people are and how you shouldn't really compare yourself to how someone else is feeling because you're not the same person. Yeah. And then in the last verse, he gets a bit more real with it. Instead of comparing different animals and how they react to seasons, he talks about spring specifically being a time of rebirth and a time of joy, even if it's fake, because you kind of just have to let yourself feel good. And I, I just, I don't know. I really liked it. Well, that's awesome. That is just, that is just amazing. Not only because you like the lyrics, but I'm also glad to hear the words he's saying so bad that I just lo- like I just loved it because yeah. that bodes very well <laughs> for, for the, the next album. Not not the next album. The next okay. album, I, yeah, not the next album specifically. But there were some when we get into like outsider music and stuff like that. Yeah, there's just <laughs> that's just awesome because exactly what I was hoping would happen seems to be happening it's all weird. going according to plan <laughs> it's all coming up weird <laughs> yep but yeah i do like this song and like i don't know it seemed it sounded like he had like some sort of casio keyboard going on like yeah. it was just this it's is very cheesy and i love it extremely like this this is one of the songs on the album that i very much think was just written in his bedroom or something mm-hmm. like he was just sitting there one night and just like like just playing around on a keyboard and was just like you know what i had this idea for a song so i'm gonna do it and then he just did it (laughs) yeah i I, I definitely get that feeling yeah and uh you know he probably did it at night and as you know at night the trees aren't sleeping yeah trees don't sleep so he's probably out there singing with the trees yeah and they'll, they'll maybe sing back except they don't have mouths yeah, they just don't sleep. I mean, they, they can't talk, Jeremy. They're just trees. Well, okay, <laughs> you're right, but <laughs> fuck you. Track 13, <laughs> at night, trees aren't sleeping. They're not, no. It's, it's got some, some like, this is another kind of like chopped up song, and there are bits where like it's just like a plucked acoustic kind of vibe that are nice and echoey that I really like, and then it kind of goes into the, the more like rhythmic and upbeat kind of bits. Uh, I really like the flow of the song musically. Yeah. 
it, it just kind of feels nice. Kind of, kind of like a breeze blowing through trees at night. Yeah, and like with the tempo changes, it whenever it's like I think it's everything is falling apart. Yes, I am. It starts slow and yeah. then speeds up as he's saying that line and talking about all the other stuff. And then the next time it goes back to that line, it goes slow and then speeds up. And I don't know if this is just me not knowing my timelines of like musical trends, but I feel like that tempo change thing became a bigger thing in like the later 2000s in like indie songs. Like I feel like that was a big thing for a while and I'm not going to credit it all to him, but it's just, it sounds like you're crediting it all to him. I know it does. And (laughs) as I was saying it, I was like, I don't, I don't, I think that's just like a musical style that a lot of people like. And I mean, it's not like that didn't happen back in like the seventies or something, but it's just, it's nice. It's nice to hear. Yeah, it's for me it's nice to hear song like albums like this happening before songs that got big around my teenage years. Right. Have, having those elements and maybe to think that like some of the bands that I liked when I was a teenager listened to this music and got inspired or something and maybe for sure that's how I came to like this type of music or something. Yeah. I I think that's, it's kind of like what's fascinating. And I I feel like we've mentioned this at some point on another album where like, you will never hear music in an isolated way where it hasn't been contaminated by every other song that you've ever heard. Because all, all music is, is like, taking inspiration from other things and twisting it in a creative way to try to make something new and exciting, or maybe not necessarily taking specific inspiration from it, but taking kind of the feelings or, or some stylings and stuff and using that to inform the creation of something new kind of a thing. It's all relative to each other, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I'm pr- I probably said this exact same sentence the last time that we <laughs> talked about this, but like, I don't know. Alyssa is my partner that I spoke of earlier. She gets on me all the time or not all the time, but she, she does get on me. <laughs> she just nags at you constantly. Yeah. You hate her. She hates you. <laughs> it's a bad it's relationship. Like, <laughs> she'll show me music and then I'll be like, oh yeah, that's kind of like this, or that sounds like this. And she's just like, no, just experience this. Right. Just experience the music, please. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if anything, like I've said it several times in the past few weeks alone, that like, that's how I, I mean, that's, I guess why we talked about this earlier is that like, mm-hmm. that's how I see music. That's clearly how you see music is that yeah. like it, we can't, we can't, experience something in an isolated way because we're, we're already immersed in so much other music. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the whole point of what we're doing right now with the elephant six and what we did with the dark pop. It's like, to, we need to give each other context to show each other these right. big albums because yeah. if I just gave context. you blue lips, probably wouldn't have understood it or liked it as much as if we built up to it. And yeah, we did. definitely. Plus, now I just got some extra music outside of Blue Lips to listen exactly. to. Exactly. So boom, bam, bam. I got four albums to listen to. Yeah, you, you didn't get a gift. You got four gifts. I love getting four gifts. That's so much better than one gift. It is. Now, you, now you've got a gift. Yeah, well, a gift. You've got a gifts. 
yeah, I've got. I mean, four kind of looks like an A if you write it weird enough. It's, so it's true. It's also the the track title of fourteen. You've got a gift. Track fourteen. You've got a gift. <laughs> I. This is kind of a letdown track, in my opinion. It, it's we talk about having good, strong ending tracks. I don't feel like this is a great ending track. It's not the weakest one that we've probably talked about, but I don't know. I, I didn't really care for this one too much. I, yeah, I wish this song were, I'm going to say about two minutes shorter because it's, I don't know, the way the song is written, it's kind of just, I don't know how to like say it because it's not really like the rest of the music on the album. I think for the first part of the song, it's kind Mm -hmm. of just there and it sounds just kind of bare bones and it's really discordant and like there's parts of it that just kind of go off in a direction and then come back to the main structure of the song for the first probably minute and 40 something seconds of it yeah and then the last part of the song this song's like five minutes by the way maybe first two minutes of the song and then like the last like two and a half three minutes are just like this kind of nice humming and beachy sound like and i feel like if he just had that first part where it was kind of just discordant and tangenty and then switched up to the beachy sound to kind of set us off for maybe 30 seconds or something that would have had more of a punch than doing the beachy thing for about two and a half minutes yeah that's that's just me no yeah i i agree i i mean it's kind of a lackluster ending track but it's it's not bad yeah. It's just it's just I don't know. We 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 talk so much about strong endings and this is not one of yeah. them. Yeah, I very much am a proponent of strong opening but very much strong ending. Like that's what you're going to remember an album with. And I mean, this lyric-wise like the song it's it's just a it's a happy song. Like it's just telling somebody that they've got a gift and their gift is making other people happy they just make things better just by existing it seems yeah but, which is kind of similar to when you're loved like you are yeah but in, a, in a less specific way and, and it kind of tied into something you said uh, i don't think it was last week uh, maybe that was a week before in one of the other albums we talked about you you mentioned like when you come across a person that is just so like different in all of the right ways and they kind of stand out amongst the gray of everyone else kind of a thing they kind of gave me the same vibe uh, to this track definitely i remember we were talking about beautiful machines parts that's right that is right and uh while i very much love that i see that's okay yeah so this is an ending song talking about that that i'm kind of like underwhelmed by i i hate saying underwhelmed because that implies that no, you know what? Underwhelms yeah, probably the I right. Think it's, I think it's apt. Yeah, but and then the other song, "Beautiful Machines," part one through four. I wish was the end of that album, and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're not we're not uh, we're not producers. We, we don't we don't know like, what we're talking about, man. Dude, I literally have no clue what I was ta- like talking about. <laughs> what? Like, it's just so weird how Pete, how we can just sit here and talk about music, like. As if it means anything. Yeah, what, as if we're some authority. <laughs> what do I know about music? I don't know shit. All I know, but then I know a lot of stuff because yeah. I've been listening to music for 
most of my conscious life. <laughs> like, yeah. we, but, we know a lot about music and also know nothing about music. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I know what the circle of fifths is. I don't know how to use it, <laughs> and I don't really know what. It, if you ask me to write it out, I don't know how it applies to anything else. I just know that it's a circle. Of, <laughs> just a concept. You, if you go like across from it, then it's like okay, you got chords that go together. But yeah, it's like a color wheel. Yeah, I feel like that was too tangenty because who that the was, was overall <laughs> this album. I I like a handful of tracks a lot, but I still think I like that Beulah album more. I really yeah. miss the the brass sections because <laughs> that was like that was, that was a highlight of that Beulah album. It was like yeah, I fucking love all the trumpets and shit, and we got here and it's it's not. So I'm kind of excited. Uh, that next week we're we're gonna be kind of mashing them together. I hope there's some some brass on the next album. Uh, oh. I'm very intrigued to see what happens next week. What album are we talking about? Okay, the album is called "In the Airplane Over the Sea" by Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh baby! And I think we're gonna be in for for a nice time. If that's what you're wanting to see in next week's album, I'm gonna go that ahead. That makes me happy. I'm going to go ahead and just let you know. That way you don't have to go into it with any pretense. Oh, I'm going in with so much pretense. I'm going to hate this album. It's going to be but, awful. Yeah, it's an album that's very near and dear to me. And I just really like it. And yeah, I, I, I don't want to give away too much. because Yeah, you can tune in next up. week. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Tune in, tune in next week whenever I'm not so tired and I will have more to say about an album that I love. <laughs> yeah, and I... I I'm excited because, uh, again, I think I said this off the podcast before I started recording tonight. You you compared it to my love of <laughs> Paramore, and that's a huge thing because Paramore has literally changed my life. And yeah. so, it, as we kind of mentioned earlier on another episode, like when when someone's that passionate about something, it's fun to just talk to them about it, even if you don't feel the same way, because it's it's kind of a contagious energy. So I'm really excited to to listen to this album and talk about it next week. Yes. It's gonna be good. I hope. I'm ex- man. I'm so excited that I get to listen to this album so much this week. That's <laughs> that's, yeah. how, that's how excited I am. That's fucking awesome. And as as a consequence, we're probably gonna have a really long episode next week. So apologies in advance. But uh, I, you know, fuck. I'm not gonna apologize. This is our yeah. fucking show. We yeah. can talk as long as we want about whatever we want. Hell yeah, we can. We can go on for another fifty minutes from here, not even discussing an album. Exactly. We can, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> we can start scatting here in this Poppy 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 poppy. Shuby Taylor, everyone, go look him up. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've shouted out Shuby Taylor at one point. Maybe, maybe. he's he's our idol, so <laughs> this, I is, think... this should be titled the Shuby Taylor Podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. He'll uh his estate will probably sue us, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if they want to get in touch with us to sue us, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Also, Amazon Podcasts is a thing that's happening sometime soon. And oh, I think we're already set up so that when that launches, we'll be there. So fucking find, find us there. Yeah, Amazon Podcasts. Rock on, Jeff Bezos. Give us a platform. <laughs> Give us another platform because we need more because people yeah. aren't listening to the shit and I'm sure I'm sure the issue is that we don't have enough platform to stand yeah. on and not no, that, that our, our content sucks. Yeah, exactly. No, you know what? It's it's that we don't have 
a massive amount of friends that we can just endlessly plug our stuff to. We don't have a marketing team either. There's no marketing happening. I have like two friends and neither of them care to listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much how. I I have a a larger friend group, but it's still not a, a huge friend group and they're definitely not listening. So... Well, you, you guys are listening. If you're listening to this, though, thank you. I love yeah. you. We love you long time. Yeah, definitely. Just and let me know that you're listening. Actually, act, yeah. If I know this is probably the wrong place to put this because nobody, literally nobody, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's listening now. This to is too far end. into the episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're too far gone. But yeah, if you're <laughs> listening now, like for real, just like put something somewhere. I don't. I know if you're listening yeah. on Spotify, I don't think you can do that. Find us somewhere. And say something. It doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be anything to us. It can just, just like, at, like today I fed my dog. Yeah, and just like somehow attach us to whatever you're saying. Like yeah. I don't know on Twitter, you can like you can at people. That's what it is. I've never used that before. You can I think on Instagram. Yeah, I think you can at people on Facebook and Instagram too. So. Yeah, there you go. Just do that on some sort of normal post. Like it's fine. Yeah, or use the hashtag I fed my dog today. Uh, yeah, there we go. Because I'll be keeping close eyes on that hashtag on all platforms. <laughs> no, please tag us because I, I will not be monitoring that hashtag. I will. I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, guys. Uh, stay on our feet. Bye. Bye.